Welcome to Fundamental Fridays, where we provide you practical tips and tricks for working on or in your business. My name is Devin. And my name is Thor. And today we're going to be talking about how to make your mark with a killer marketing strategy. Oh, look at that slogan. You didn't even warn me about that. That is the way to kick it oh. off. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, no, seriously, I had no idea that was coming, actually. I'm, I know I'm ready for the episode now. I'm ready. I like it. You're turning things around. Here we are. I mean, we showed up an hour late. You know, bless Gabe's heart, because that is super rude. Um, <laughs> Living and learning. But it's a whirlwind. Absolutely. So what's the update? Oh, man. <clears throat> Outside of saying everything, I mean, we've got a big trip coming up. Yep. Two weeks. Two, two weeks. Exciting on that end. Outside that... I would say that we're just finally seeing some return on all of our relationship building and networking, which makes it sound really boring, but like from a friendship standpoint and building relationships and making the Twin Cities feel a little bit smaller, I think we've done a really good job on that. Yeah, we're getting that ROI. Absolutely, all day. I mean, maybe the OI on investment, we're on <laughs> investing things, but I don't think we've seen a return yet. Uh, yeah, it's going good. We have a huge event we've dedicated May 10th. We are going to host our uh, own networking event. What's it called? Bond no. and bur bourbon and bonding. Bourbon and bonding. <clears throat> bourbon and bonding. We got an amazing hundred, no, five hundred fifty dollar bottle of bourbon, dovetail, one hundred and forty proof. Absolutely going to gasoline just light your mouth on fire. Oh, it's going to be a spicy it. one. Oh yeah, but it's going to be good. So that's May tenth. We are officially doing a gala, like almost official. Wait, I would say it's official. I'd say it's like it's in. It's one of those things if you don't do it, then your word's trash and you just lost half your network. So Yeah, we really committed to that one. So it's going to happen. And so it, I happening. mean, we, we've got a good bit of it put together too, which is really kind of coming to its own as we discuss it with people who we meet. Yeah. To make it sound really boring. But we run into people and a lot of them are really helpful. Yeah. Um, very quick to go, hey, how can I help you? How can I make sure that this goes off? This would be, you know, a great thing. And I think that's half of it. Even with our um, bourbon event, we've ran into so many people around our age that want to have some sort of event that's catered towards our generation. And no one's pulled the trigger, at least not that we're getting invites to. So, yeah, getting some good feedback on that end. <clears throat> So in a week, we have committed to a trip to San Diego for work. We have committed to May 10th for a networking event. We have committed to a gala, and we committed to 15 meetings this week. So, you know, <laughs> pretty small, minimal plate. <laughs> but here oh, we yeah. go. Mm -hmm. You know, just <laughs> you got to be grateful for those moments of people have grace that just you walk in, you're like, I'm a disheveled mess for a moment. We're going to turn around kind of like our uh, you know meeting this morning happens. Just mm -hmm. part of life. Oh, so. gosh, yeah, you got to roll with the punches. Yeah. Cool. So on today's topic. Yes. How do companies typically develop a good marketing strategy? We'll just tee it off with yeah. an easy one. So super important to have it, obviously. Part of your GTM, what, what is it, six, seven, six or seventh? I'd have to look. One of the two. But the typical area when it comes to marketing, a lot of people think your marketing strategy and the next week cover sales strategy, those two kind of coincide as the same. They really don't. Marketing is two core functions. We like to break it down by your marketing. That's your maximalism reach. So that's just your your mass content you're putting out. So that's your whether that's LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, any of those platforms. You're just putting stuff out there to capture attention, to show your knowledge, to display interest and engage with clients. That's just your general maximum reach, typically reaching broad strokes of, a, of an audience. 
And then you have your more tactical approach, which is more of your sales side where you're developing specific content. Maybe it's old school, like a flyer specifically to a business, or maybe it's a gift to a business, email marketing, or your typical, hey, let's develop the proper ICP that we did at the beginning in order to do that part of your sales where it's cold calling. Um, so your marketing strategy, really diving deep and building all the layers we built up to this point inside your GTM to look at those two pieces and decide which routes you need to go down to reach your audience. That's smart. And I feel like there are a handful of B2B companies out there and that's kind of why we're in business, but that don't end up doing that. Like how does no. that get, how does that get missed from your perspective, your time in the industry and yeah background any feedback great great question um for the audience what thor's trying to hit on here is so often in the b2b space they jump from branding right to direct selling and they don't focus on that maximalist approach because they don't see it as important so your maximum is just how do we create awareness of our brand hence what thor and i've been doing for <laughs> five months just <laughs> hey we exist and we are a b2b business that's what we do we help businesses make money is the gist of it we help them print money as i like to say so in that space, or what often happens is companies, awesome, we're slipping over our timers. Co companies often get really distracted and think the only thing that matters in the end is cold call, picking up the phone, got to get them on there, send them a cold email, then they're going to buy from me. Not realizing that no one buys from a stranger and brand awareness is the only way to not become a stranger. And so instead of thinking like the 1950s where we didn't have all these different platforms in order to engage customers, we have them now, you need to reframe your mindset that a lot of what, again, we'll go back to a term we're hearing float around dark social, which is your different social platforms that people are engaging on from blog posts to YouTube channels to even LinkedIn lives where people are talking about maybe, hey, another brand while they're talking about their own is all ways that your brand awareness is growing out in the market, partnerships. So companies need to understand that you can't just jump right to sales anymore. You have to develop this whole ecosystem of how do I market my value prop and how do I market my target audience to my target audience like we talked at the beginning and how do I go out in the market with that and develop that brand further than just having a general slogan that my sales reps say to people. I like it. And how do you determine which channels to pursue? I guess kind of filtering through all of that. Yeah, so right away out of the gate depends on your industry really big piece, right? So with uh, my wife, she started her spray tan business. It is all social. So she is, isn't going on and it's all modern social. I guess LinkedIn's modern, but I would consider really? it's not. That's okay. Um, That's but it's different. growing. It's one of the fastest growing platforms. You should see it on there. Everyone is just it is. I, I can tell that it's growing and there's more video content yeah. that's getting like added to it. But it's funny to think about in comparison to how boring and newspaper esque it feels versus like Instagram and how colorful and just exciting oh, yeah. and engaging that. I mean, huge difference. And obviously they're different platforms. Well, what I noticed is interesting too. And then LinkedIn lovers and I'm on LinkedIn all the time, probably going to jam me, but I finally pegged it this morning. I was scrolling through LinkedIn. I've cut down my time, 10 minutes a morning, 10 minutes lunch, 10 minutes a night, because it's brutal. And what I realized, it's just a bunch of people feeding off each other and trying to hype each other up in order to get their brand out there. So the way I look at it, is back, and this is a horrible definition, but back in the day when I was a kid and we played Call of Duty, you normally would get like 10 friends who would play a private match in order to unlock the challenges, right? So instead of having to do it in a live game, you'd still get the credit for it. Uh, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, yeah, I have so-and-so unlocked, whatever it was, this is how bad. That, <laughs> no, that is like, a great analogy yeah. though, of like to cheese the system a little bit or to find an easier route. 
to kind of touch to like reach out to people. Yeah, and that's the same thing on LinkedIn now. The same people talk or comment on each other's posts, and you look at it, you're like, no, you you didn't say anything. And the same Thor's and your other thousand friends are just commenting over and over and over again. Versus on social media like Instagram, TikTok, you have to be like organic and really good at what you do. Otherwise, your interest is gone instantly. You can't create false hype which seems to be what's happening on LinkedIn. And that is something I want to overcome. Ooh. So massive rabbit trail. Understand that. So back to Thor's initial question, (laughs) how do you know what channels to use? My wife's space is B2C. She's on Instagram, TikTok. It's pretty much her two core. I know there's a lot of hype out there with Gary Vee that uh, Facebook groups are growing. I think they are in the right niches. Definitely is important. So like Gabe here, uh, with his podcast studio buildouts and uh, podcast studio recording, there might be a group of that's really important for him to be a part of that helps individuals in the recording space become better at it or content space inside a podcast. Great group to be a part of because it's basically Discord on Facebook now where they're just sharing okay. advice, content, recommendations. My wife's space, not at all. She's spray tanning you. No point, right? So some of it's just common sense, looking around, doing some general research. Flip side, trial and error. Okay, I was gonna say, are, are, are there best best practices for this? If you're a business in any segment, is there certain things that you can do to kind of just, I feel like you're, <laughs> hopefully this hit, you know hits home, but if you're flying blind or walking through a dark room to not run in and bump into stuff, is there a way to just kind of nav- navigate that to find your path outside of trial and error, not to throw a curveball at you? I think no matter what, there's there's a level of trial and error. And anyone who says there there isn't, they're probably lying to you. I'm just gonna be brutally honest. Like you have the common pass, like we talked about. But in the end, even if you go down, let's say Instagram, you just double down on it for some reason. That is just the only niche that's most important to your said product or service. What I find interesting is some research I've been doing lately. If you just like tweak the title by three words or tweak the writing underneath by three words, or even what you say in the video, your intro, that can all drastically change from a thousand views to 10,000 views. Yeah. And it's what, what's crazy though, it's not, it's not even SEO, it comes really? down to psychology now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I was reading this whole article, it's about <laughs> what naturally grabs a human brain in under three seconds or five seconds. I think it's all down to three, I wanna say, but I know it it's was It's probably five. pretty low. <laughs> so, when you think about it, this, this or I, uh, and I read an old book, wasn't a fan of it. It wasn't old. It's like three years old now where this guy would produce, um, take one slogan, rewrite one slogan that had one core concept, rewrite that slogan in five different ways, put those five different slogans on 20 to 30 different backdrops. And with those 20, 30 different backdrops, post all of those at 20 to 30 different times. And what was mind blowing is the time didn't really matter, did somewhat but the variable of a slogan and a backdrop was mind blowing. He goes, you could take the exact same phrase on two different pictures and the way it would blow up was drastically different. And he did this over like thousands of times. He had a whole company that was doing it to test it. And that's where it shows in the end, trial and error. Okay. The best and the best, still trial and error in the end. Like there's strategy behind it, right? You don't want- Absolutely, there's a way to somewhat master it and follow along. But I feel like with the pace that everything is moving and evolving, especially with AI and everything else getting involved now, I feel like more and more companies are tying some of that in. Yeah. And then you're getting into phrasing and other stuff to your point though, of like slogans, I can't fathom. And let's talk about that for a minute. It's something I'm 
super, and this is <laughs> curveball of Thor, so we're going to rip this together. So I don't think we've even talked about it yet, maybe minimally on our own, but really struggling to predict the future of content. Because I think with AI coming out, it's not going to ruin content, but it's going to double down on this phenomenon of content overload, right? Where just, if I'm drinking a rain right now, there's 1400 energy drinks with all their own content creation. They're all trying to get attention. That's everything across any product service, B2B, B2C. They're pumping out massive amounts. And in the end, at a granular level, they're all saying the same thing. And they're all in their competition categories targeting the same group. And that's only going to get worse with AI because they're just the people who are bad are going to get better. And those who are good can only get so much better with AI. In my opinion, if you're already a great script writer, it's just going to streamline it. It's not going to make you way better because you're already great. So we have more volume. Absolutely. It's just going to get noisier. So what's the future of content? Like what is going to be the thing five to 10 years from now that companies rely on? And are we going to regress backwards? And it's all going to be about human in-person interactions. That's a good point, though, of going backwards, because at some point you're just going to want what is authentic and real to kind of discern what is true and false versus someone who's just cranking out content like, yeah, it's great. Brand awareness, whatever you want to chalk that up to. And then more importantly, how do you create that? Because part of marketing strategy is influencers. We all yeah. we all know about them. But now we also know people are starting to not trust influencers anymore. Oh, very they're true. They're getting paid. So what people are really relying on now is me calling up Gabe going, "Hey Gabe, what headphones have you used for your podcast studio? What's good?" Ooh. Right? So you're going down to the root level of your friends, which think about it, we used to trust sales reps and then for some reason they got sketched out by those, so then they trusted the content created. But now they're getting confused by the content credits. So now they're going back to the sales rep, which needs to act as a consultant. Which long term, though, even then, the number one thing that drives c- consumer behavior is a marketing strategy built around authentic customer voice. But how do you do that? How do you prove it's authentic in your marketing strategy? I don't think anyone has that figured out. No, I was going to say that is a that is a big question. And to just again to to what you were saying earlier with just some slight tweaks. I can't fathom again. I mean, you could technically be running the like trial and error aspect of your branding or social or what, you know, whatever you're doing for marketing at crazy amounts of volume because you can just crank out tons of it. But then are you getting a real answer back because it's not authentic? Man, holy smokes. Okay, we're going down a rabbit hole really quick to (laughs) just bring it back in on that kind of exact topic, though, too. Any mistakes that companies make when they're developing their marketing strategies that we haven't already touched on. Overcomplicating it. How so? A marketing strategy is simply finding creative outlets to tell your value proposition to customers. So I had to say it again, a marketing strategy is simply finding creative outlets to tell your value proposition to customers. Because all you're trying to do in the end, whether you're on a social media platform, email campaign, you're trying to show that your product or service will provide value to their life and it's worth spending X dollar amount for Y value. And so, but you have to do that in a creative manner because of how much content is now out there. 
So oh, to try it, and win over the attention. Yeah. So what people do is they overthink it. They make it too creative. And now a customer doesn't even understand what product or service does. Like what, how many, how many demos have we watched with AI where they try and show how cool and impressive it is? And then you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what it does. And then you have other ones that I could show to my four-year-old nephew and he would be able to teach it back to me. Yeah. No. And that well, and those are the successful ones. Yes. Obviously. Right. Man. So, yeah, I would say that. And then sadly, it's going against who I am as a person, not creating enough content. In the B2C space, you have to blow the doors off of your social media with how much stuff you're pumping out. I'm not a fan of it. Like you just, just have to just throw it through the wall, especially on TikTok. What is it now? The new predictions, 15 videos a, or 14 videos a day. Just absurd. Woof. I mean, it gets back to your point, though, of just sheer volume. And it's because of micro what's going on. Oh, yeah. No, because there's just so much noise out there. It's such a double-edged sword, though, because it's one of those moments of you want the volume so you can actually see your analytics and get some clear direction. Yep. So you need it so you have direction, but then the more you produce, the more convoluted the entire market becomes and saturated. Yeah. <laughs> and so the, I think there's areas like green screen, great example, it's not a saturated market. So social media is gonna work really well. Um, my wife's again, spray tanning, not a saturated market. It's mobile, social media is gonna work, work really well. You're not, you don't have to cut through as much noise and competition inside of the market. What I would find interesting, though, is the companies who have scaled or are trying to scale inside an extremely saturated market, in my opinion, you're a lot better at finding a unique point of entry or moment in creating a moment. Because everything's about moments, right? I read this book a few months back where this hotel, about 30 years more outdated than its neighbor, The uh, you have to pay for everything that exists there. But when you get there, what's really cool is one, the way they greet you, They when you walk in, they announce Thor Hagen has entered, right? They make it this, oh this crazy experience. And then when you get up to uh, your room, they have something really cool in there, I can't remember what it is. And then down by the pool, they have this phone booth that you go in and you pick it up and you can order a popsicle and it's free, okay? And so they create these little moments throughout it all. And even though they're more outdated, everything is not as fancy as the Ritz next door, they're charging the same price and making more margin because people like the shiny things, but in the end, people want moments. These moments create memories, they right? want experiences. So if you want the marketing strategy, especially in the B2C space and certain B2B, depending on what your product service is, look at a way of creating a moment, a memory, and an experience one time really, really big in order to make a splash. But before you can do that, you have to spend about six to 12 months on the front end, building up brand recognition inside of your current ecosystem that you compete in, and then directly with individuals who would use said product. And then from there, you have to you have to make that splash in that moment of like, hey, we're here and we're staying, and then people remember your product, because in the end, that's all it comes down to. That's beautiful. So then any, how are they measuring? How would a company be me measuring that to see if there's success there? Sorry, Ooh, the I love it. The zinger, zinger of all of it, or to to measure the effectiveness, right? To kind of again help na navigate and figure out which direction they really should be running, or if they're even being with efficient. the event. You're saying like if the event was good, or let's event, or I mean just anything. So if if we're trying out social media in-person events or thinking we're going to try and go in a specific direction. Yeah. Let's bring it back to the ho hotel experience. Like we, we want to add in a phone booth with popsicles. 
Yeah. Like, how are you measuring if that's even an effective thing and how long? And obviously it's a, it's a pretty broad question, but yeah. so how startups, do you discern? Yeah. startups, smaller businesses, I know there's certain companies out there that are going to torch me for this if they hear it, but just rely on how many views did you have? How many engagements? How many impressions? It doesn't tell the whole story, but at least says, is my content getting out there? Are people watching it? You don't start. You're not going to be able to tell how many sales really you got from said solution or, or, or method, I should say, other than self attribution is a really big thing right now. There's a whole controversy around it. What that means is if Thor came to me and I said, hey, Thor, how did you hear about Merakai? Then he responds with, oh, I saw it on TikTok. There you go. He self-attributed how. Oh, yeah. And what's funny with that is there is a pizza place, and oh, this is awful, in St. Paul that is fantastic. They got hoagies and all sorts of fun stuff. But literally saw them on TikTok. I go there. I'm ordering. She asked me. The gal wow, helped really? me. Goes, hey, how did you hear about us? I go, oh, it was on TikTok. <coughs> And I think my brother's done that a couple of times when he's gone out some, somewhere down in the cities and it's comical. Cause then I was waiting in line. She asked it, the, uh, the person right behind me, how did you hear about us? TikTok, yep. TikTok. So there it's like, go. it's priceless that it's small moments like that. That it's just a, a quick ask. Hey, how yeah. did you hear about us? Or we were just doing that at some events the other day. Yeah. Hey, how did you hear, hear, hear about this today? Yep. Oh, heard about it like this. Okay, cool. So that's that startups. Those are two ways. One, just look at everything, make sure it's gaining traction. And I mean, that's what we do with our podcast. We're seeing every month we're getting a few more downloads, uh, longer listening times. That, that's a good enough indication you're going somewhat the right direction. Then second is self-attribution. Just ask your customers. If you're a big company, you can afford to have a consulting firm coming. So you're not going to want to do it yourself and really do a deep dive and understand what is driving demand and what is driving leads. Because demand generation is far more important where people actually want said product. Again, old school CMOs are like, no, you want demand to drive leads. In today's world, no, you want demand generation, which is somebody who says, I want this product, give me a demo. Lead generation is, hey, what is this? And they just know of it and they wanna learn about it and might not go anywhere. So then you can have a consulting firm come in and track those types of leads and where they're actually coming from. You can build that out long-term. But really in the end, when I watch this debate over dark social again, I know I keep hitting on it. I've hit it on other episodes because it's blowing up and it just drives me up a wall. It's just a new form of word of mouth because someone goes, well, you can't tell if Thor watched the TikTok himself or if Devin sent it. And if Devin sent it, where did he hear? I'm like, well, it's electronic word of mouth is all it is. And so instead of getting so hung up on measuring marketing, which I, I you need to have KPIs around it to make sure it's valuable. But mm -hmm. in the end, truly, really good marketing, you cannot capture all the value it brings to the table. It's not possible. Hence, Salesforce sticking their logo on a bus bench probably aren't going to tell in the end other than everyone knows about them. Sure. And next time Uber pops up, the little baby company that blows up one day, they're using Salesforce. Everyone's happy now. Well, um, what's that? And then imagine if the gal who was taking my order didn't ask. <clears throat> Where did you hear about us? If she didn't ask, that's just, and then it's all TikTok. You'd never know. Yep. You obviously have your views to go off of, which is helpful. But again, if you're not getting a ton, or even in, in their case, being a small business, like a small re restaurant, I can't imagine if you have 100 people come in, two, two, 300 over the course of a weekend, and you, you're, you aren't asking that, you're never going to know. Yeah. You'll see the views, but you don't know if that's what caused it. So Right. And... 
one thing I want to hop on because we're heavy on the smaller business side is, is big businesses. When you're developing your marketing strategy, you have your maximalism piece and you have your content creation side of it that helps drive the customer journey. So they're learning about your product, especially in B2B. We're really focused on that right now. So your content side is going, if Thor comes to my website, I need to have marketing content that helps Thor understand what I do, what my products and services are and how it can solve his problem. Then I also need that, that content also needs to be able to be used by the sales reps in order to help the customer along that journey. So please, your marketing departments, you do run 80% of the sales cycle. That's really important for you to understand. Second though, you need to have sales reps voice inside of that content because they are hearing the customer in the end and I don't care marketing what your survey says the customer wants. The sales rep is the one in the room who's reading between the lines of what the customer is saying and what they need and want. And those are often two totally different stories that if you take the time are the same cause, but the way they're said and upfront face value is different. Communication. You need to collaborate. Don't integrate. Mm -hmm. But please collaborate. Collaborate and understand each other's words. That is massive. Yeah. No, that's very fair on that end. So then I'm trying to think anything else on like the brand marketing side of things or any thoughts towards that? I know we don't really touch any of that, generally speaking, just because that's kind of what you hit on earlier. Yeah. Get a brand strategist. They're not, they're not overly <laughs> expensive. Even if you're a startup, the, and me being in Thor, <clears throat> we're both pretty creative people. We had a really good foundation, but it's the old saying, if you stared at something a thousand times, it all blends together. Mm-hmm. So you, you need a different voice that comes in. I'm not saying you got to go spend 40 grand, um, a good brand strategist that'll just scratch the service, help poke a couple holes and adjust it. You're talking like three grand. And in the end, I saw, I saw this uh, post yesterday. Those who become millionaires lost thousands. Those who become billionaires lost millions. So you got to be willing to spend a little bit of money and oh, lose fair. some at for, up front. So if you're trying to start a business or even grow it by nickel and diming everything, you're <laughs> never going to make it. And, and for all you companies that are cutting costs, want to be operationally as efficient as possible, with highest margin. Beautiful phrase. You're done. You're done. Just you're not going to make it. Someone's going to beat you out because they're sitting there back in R&D investing 30, 40 percent more than you. And you wonder all of a sudden in five years why you're no longer modern. Well, maybe it's because you never invested anything because all I have to do is run lean. Yeah, run lean until you run into the grave. Cool. Woof. Fun. Spicy, spicy hot take. Courtesy of Devin. Yes. Gotta love it. So I'm trying to think, you know, have we touched on everything or at least a good chunk? I shouldn't generalize and say everything, but I feel like we've touched on some of the key points of a killer marketing strategy. Yeah, I would say we touched on- at least getting the ball rolling. Yeah, I mean, we've touched on most of it. It's marketing is one of those things that Thor and I really dive deep on the analytics side of it. We really are looking at how do we take what your brand is and drive it in the most profitable way possible through your marketing channels. So the hard part with it, again, a lot of trial and error. I mean, we have a company we're still going to use a newspaper ad with. Like, yes, I know it's hey. 2023, but the amount of money it brings in the door, this is this, he might, he spends, let's say roughly 10 grand in a newspaper ad, makes 30. I'll take that ROI. Oh yeah, hard argument on that. And it's understanding how do you reach your ideal client profile? Yeah. How, how do you reach your target audience? Yes. So hard argument. Don't look past, you know, the obvious no, don't look past the outdated methods because they probably still work in certain niches. And understanding your numbers. Yeah, generation. Right? Gen- generation, thank you. Way better phrasing, but understand the, the generation behind it. Yeah. 
So Thor, where's our bourbon? Well, one busy week. I know that we have some bottles at your house that we picked up yeah, for this. Yeah, they're not coming until the, April though now. Oh yeah, nope. Um, yeah, for, just kind of forgot it. And then on, on your end, you're doing a dry month. I am. Which I feel like I could jump on board with. I mean, if we spend as much time together as we do, why not do it together, right? Yeah, so I realized Thor and I for <laughs> 90 days, I have not not had a drink for 90 days because of all the events and networking and socializing we do. And yeah, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, I don't want to look at it, taste it, try it. So I was like, Thor, I'm going dry in April. The great part is I've only been to about four events in the last four days that all had free alcohol. So that was cool. Um, I was hey, like, of course, the, the minute I go dry though, now it's free. Like when I wasn't dry, I had oh, to pay yeah. for it. I'm like, of course. But so yeah, I'm going the whole month of April, prep for the summer, get the body healthy again. Cause that's just, that can't be, I don't even, cause I know it's only one or two drinks a night, but that can't be good. Oh, it's got to add up at some point to where you're getting tired or getting worn out. I mean, it's, yeah. It is conflicting though, because I, I did enjoy our once a week bourbons, trying brand new stuff. Cause it's not like we're sitting here just drinking half a no. bottle every single day. It's a couple of drinks here and there when we're out with potential clients or yeah. any events that we're at, but still. Well, it's like Anthony met with, he's like, it's not about, we don't drink a lot, but when you look back and you're like, I've had one or two glasses of bourbon or wine for months. You're like, that, you know. Well. Self-evaluation. Yeah. yeah. So you won't get any bourbon reviews for us. But we are probably going to try this whole trend on non-alcoholic stuff for the Which month. Which does April. not sound exciting to be no. entirely transparent, but maybe it's going to be really good. It sounds heavy in chemicals. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Versus like got, least alcohol is just natural. You know, it's what the good Lord gave us. You know, just <laughs> oh my God. aged. Going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> um, it's going to be an interesting thing because I feel like, yeah, if it's really simple... And it's it's leaning towards like natural ingredients and things like that, sure. But I doubt it. Just silence over in Devin's end, just disappointment. Well, yeah, because we bought all those bottles, and so so we found a secret place for bourbon, which we will never share unless will you call me. <laughs> if you can find my number, and oh, then I we'll would share. I would just be rolling <laughs> if your phone just gets blown up in the next couple of days. Actually, don't call him. Text him. I promise you he will not answer the phone. If you call him from a random number, just shoot a text out. That's fact. Hey, Devin, heard the podcast. Where are you getting your bourbon? Yeah, but that place is awesome. So It is impressive. I can't think of anything else on marketing. Next week's sales strategy. Yes. Which that is, that plus the marketing is the bread and butter of what we do. The, the front end is really building the foundation for your marketing and sales strategy uh, on the analytical 100%. side. So to help, again, people understand, business is broken down into four functions in our world. You have your brand strategy, not us. You have your marketing strategy or your go-to-market, I should say. That is the function we build, super analytical on the marketing side. Then you have your sales strategy and then you have your sales execution. So we focus on the first two or middle two, I should say. Woof. Yikes. Focus on the middle two. And that's what we'll be talking more about next week's the sales side of it. But until then, Thor... As always, stay humble, stay hungry, and stay at it, guys.